Yeah, welcome to another episode of Ben Frank. Now, I am Frank. I'm Amelia. Hey guys, hope everybody's doing pretty good on this Monday, day after Father's Day. Um, back to work for all the fathers, I guess, right? I mean, that lasted real quick. But um, besides that, though, hope everybody's having a good day. I'm excited for a jam pack week. Um, I'm, you know, I'm excited. You know, we got the pont today. Followed by Chad tomorrow, Scott on Wednesday, and um, ended out the week with Stallings on Sunday. Then next week going to be really good. But, hey, let's focus on this week first, right? Day by day? Yeah, day by day. <laughs> yeah, something like that. But um, yeah, That's kind of how we're living right now, right? Yeah, Every no, day is different. Yeah, no shit. How was your day today, Maya? It was good. I got some work done. Met with some really great kids. Good deal. Good deal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I did my usual, went to a workout, took the car to the car wash, took Bella swimming, swam for about, swam for about what, three, two hours, got a good workout in. Um, it was pretty fun, though, you know. Um, she getting a lot of sun. I'm getting way too much sun. So, yeah, it was something else, something else. So what's on your mind today, Amelia? You ready for DuPont? I'm ready for DuPont. Yeah, she's excited. She was texting me and stuff like, yeah, I can't wait. You know, I can't wait to get on here and do all that good stuff. And we had a pretty good show last night, with, um, Sunday with Stallings. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of things I've been thinking about throughout the day. So. Oh, yeah. So all you new listeners out there, um, be sure to tune in to Being Frank Now on iTunes. Hit subscribe. Leave a message on there. Um, it'll help us out. Um, you can also follow us on Spotify, Google Play. But, um, yeah, Ben Frank Now. That's Ben Frank Now. If you have any questions, comments, or just want to bitch, hit us up at BenFrankNow911 at gmail.com. That's BenFrankNow911 at gmail.com. Also, you can go to our Facebook page at Ben Frank Now. That's Ben Frank Now on the Facebook page. We get a pretty good, um, pretty good following right now. You know, people asking questions. Shout out to Miss Jill Light. Um, thank you, thank you for always commenting. Amy Kennedy, thank you for um, commenting. Shane April, we appreciate it. We really do. We really do appreciate the love. Um, hey, this is your guys' platform. You know, just continue feeding it. That's all. You know, and I try to keep providing. So. I, I just want to, yeah, I want to thank everybody for listening and following and giving such great feedback. I know conversations that I've had with people have been really awesome. And I think I said this earlier when we started this whole gig, but I just, I love when people tell me that they're sitting down and having conversations with their significant others or friends or whoever they're listening with. Um, it just, it, it's really cool to hear because that is the reason why we started this is that we just wanted to start planting seeds for people to have conversations and watch them grow. And I also, yes. I also want to let everybody know that I really, really appreciate the fact how that everybody's been respectful. Cause that was one of the big things that we wanted is that we just wanted to have open conversations and you know what, it's that whole being comfortable with being uncomfortable thing. Um, oh, yeah. but being respectful in the conversations and understanding that everybody has their own opinion and their own, um, insight to things and that truly the people that are coming on are coming on uh, the goodness of their hearts and they just want to help educate people. And it's truly just, we're sharing people's life experiences to 
help give everyone a better understanding of what people are walking through in life right now. So just a big thank you for to everybody. Oh, yeah. Big thank you. Shout out to all the guests that we have had and going to continue to have. Um, I'm excited for the guests next week also. Um, hey, we're happy, you know. And like Brian said, this is not just a one-sided show you know mm-hmm. we're, if you want that go to other podcasts you know people that make comments oh frank you're being um you're favoring the whites the most stupidest shit i've ever heard or you're favoring the blacks another most stupid shit i heard look i'm in a center it's like my political beliefs i am literally in a center i don't favor neither one so if that's what you want here that's the point of being frank now i am being frank from my point of view and from my guest's point of view, we're centralized. We're straight in the center. We don't favor neither one. So if you've got a problem with that, I'm sorry. God bless you. We wish you'll continue to listen, which I hope you do. But if you don't, hey, keep it moving, right? So, hey, with further ado, let's go ahead and talk to Mr. Pun. I know she's on hold and waiting, so let's get Mr. Pun on. Miss Dupont, are you there? Hi, hello, hello. Yes, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Hi, Amelia. How's hey, it going? Good. How are you? I'm okay. Act the brand new, like we did already. Do uh, say hi to each other about five <laughs> minutes ago. <laughs> well, I mean, I know, the, second, the second time is the best. <laughs> there you go. How how's your day going? So far, so good. Good deal, good deal. Well, Mr. Dupont, people, you know, I mean, just introduce yourself to the show. Um, let everybody know um, where you're from, where you're coming from, and, you know, just introduce yourself. Well, my name is Sophia Dupont. Um, I'm from Brooklyn, New York, Haitian descent, African-American woman, worked in law enforcement. So I have a lot, a lot to say. At all times, but that yeah, is correct. That is Re- correct. Respectfully, <laughs> <laughs> that is correct. That is correct. You know, girl, I mean, I haven't talked to you. In a, man, we haven't actually had a conversation via telephone or via in person. Man, for four years in a while. Yeah, yeah. And see, and you have a you left. oh yeah. yeah, you have a little boy now. Uh, yeah, uh, congratulations. One, one. one years old. And how yeah. is, and how and how was that little um, pretty girl of yours? Oh, my daughter, she's doing great. She's going to be eight in a couple days. Oh, yeah. man. Reggie got his hands full, huh? Yeah, yeah. She's <laughs> eight going on 40. So. <laughs> yeah. Good deal. Good deal. Y'all see him on Facebook. Cute, beautiful, beautiful kids. Yeah. Man, beautiful. Now, don't yeah. be going stalking when, her. <laughs> when you have a, a little person just like yourself, and you're like, wow. Oh, yeah. This is This is happening. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I deal with that every day with Bella. She looks at me and I'm like, I know what you're thinking because that's my look. Stop it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I taught you this. Yeah. Yeah. I made that. So you better stop it. I invented that. Knock it off. Oh, man. So what do you think about this social climate we're in right now? Like, you know, I mean, oh, you've been listening. Like- you've been listening to the show. You know, everybody giving their perspective. You know, oh, yeah. yeah. I've, um, I've been listening to the show on. I'm a big fan. I like what you guys doing here. I, I love it a lot. I appreciate um, it. Um, 
just the pure rawness. Like, it's, we're not trying to please anybody. We're not trying to disrespect anybody. I really like what you guys are doing. Yes, You're ma'am. just mutual, just, um, you know, seeing what you feel, how you feel. And, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a learning process. Yes, it know? is. Yes. A teachable moment. Uh, I just hope everybody gets something out of this. And if not, maybe next time. Exactly. So what are your thoughts, though, like, what in today's environment, how you see the um, the landscape is shaping for Americans, as in white American, Black American. Well, hell, we can't even talk about that because you know we got to look at our from our from our perspective, from our point of view. I can give you the landscape from a Black male. How I view things it might be different. How you view things from a Black female. What have you yeah. dealt with any struggles lately or since? This all since the George Floyd incident, or not even Georgia Floyd, just the whole environment right now that we're living in. Have anything see, changed? See, I feel like this climate is not something that is although brand new. I just think we're filming a lot more. Things are being, you know, like we're we're publishing more of these videos or yes. these comments. Or we're, we're just social media is just playing a, like such a big, big role in all of this. Mm-hmm. To me, it's not something that's new. I don't feel like this tension is new at all. But instead, it's like up the, it's up front now. People are seeing what people are saying. People are recording people more, and we're posting them. And you know, like people are just mad. I feel like every day someone needs something to be upset about. Yes. Yes. And, yes. Uh, and I feel like it's more like, oh, is either you're with us or you're against us. And I don't think, to me, that's not my mentality. Um, it's not just, you know, I, I'm with you because uh, we have the same skin color. Or I'm with you because we're women. Or I'm with you because we work in law enforcement. It's just right. I'm with you if you're doing what's right. Mm-hmm. And if you're doing what's wrong, I'm calling it out. Okay. Despite- to piggyback off that, not to, I'm sorry to cut you I'm real sorry. So you, so like you said, you stated that you're not with me, or you are with me because of our skin color, et cetera. What about the sol- yeah. what about the solidarity amongst Black women in this climate? Should it be stronger, or has it kind of um, split apart? Again, again, to me, this is a topic um, that I've been thinking about for several days. Okay. And let me tell you why. Like, speak, sister. As I, listen, I, as I listen to the podcast and I hear everybody. Speak, my upbringing was totally different. I grew up in Brooklyn, New York. Um, I grew up in predominantly black towns. Uh, my teachers have been black from kindergarten. Um, high school, my whole high school, I think having a white teacher was the minority. So to me, I have never experienced what I'm hearing people experiencing as they grow up. With that being said, though, if you follow the trend and you see, if you're following it for what it is, you see ignorance from both sides of the fence. Yes, you do. Yes. And to, to touch furthermore on that, the ignorance is coming from people who's le- never left their hometown. Mm. Mm. Um, mm. Either you're white and you grew up in a small town, you've never left that region, and you don't know what the rest of the world is like. Wow. Or either you're black and you grew up in you know in 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 the hood and you've never left there either 
So ignorance is bliss, mm. and it comes from either side. Wow. Um, so, I mean, to me, I'm, I'm so glad that growing up, I've had the chance to experience other things. I've left New York. I've left Brooklyn. I've visited other people. I've lived in other states. You know what I mean? So I've experienced different things. I've, I've, I've met different people. And so the way your mind thinks, if you're, if you're born and raised in a town and you've never left, this is your, this is your chain of thought. And I'm not saying that's a good or bad thing. All I'm saying is be open-minded. There's a uh, United States is bigger than just your hometown. Amen. And your youth cannot, yeah, it can't be just based on where you're from. If you don't know better, you can't, you can't really speak on a lot of things. You know, it's more stereotypical um, ideas and views that people have. And they put it out there on, on the other and it, it goes both ways i'm not just going to say one do it and the other doesn't do it another thing i also found um that is really fueling this whole race and i'm this and you're that is the political aspect yes. people are hiding yes. people are they're hiding behind their political views mm-hmm. to say certain things and that's not okay oh, yeah. i don't care if you're left or right at the end of the day, we're all Americans, yes. and we should try to understand one another. Yes. Thank you. I have been I've been saying that. I said, I am so sick of hearing about politics. I can't stand it anymore. I'm like, we just need to come back down to, like, we're all humans and be there for each other. It doesn't matter. Like, because, like, Frank and I have said that before. We're, like, right in the middle. Like, there's just, I just can't pick a side. I can't do it. And it's so hard for me because I would agree with you. People are like, well, I'm Republican or I'm Democrat. So this is how I have to be. And it's like, you don't really have to be that way. Yeah. You really don't. Like, what is your heart telling you? (laughs) Yeah. And I feel like most people know right from wrong. But like I said, they're hiding behind this facade. Like, well, you're a snowflake and I'm, I'm this, I'm a conservative (laughs) and I'm this and, you're this and yes. or you're a racist. It's like, no, if somebody has a different view from you, yeah. does it make them, you know, like this monster? Yeah, we, we, we're not going to, uh, like, agree on everything. Exactly. If everybody were the same, we'd be sheep. Oh, yeah. It, it'd, be, it'd be so, so, so boring to just be. Yes. That's, you know, that's we have to be different. You know, coexistence. I feel like coexistence is just something that we've lost track of or like people just feel like that doesn't exist anymore. And And the thing that's bothering me and the thing that's bothering me right now and just just because just social media in general. Uh uh White people are being overly nice right now. Stop it. Uh Please, like seriously. Uh I understand. Uh I understand what's going on. You don't have to be overly nice. Like Hey, buddy, you know, you're my friend, whatever you know. No, no, stop it. I understand what is going on with the world right now. I totally get it, you know, but be you be just don't don't be overly nice. Like I see everybody posting stuff on Facebook, you know, and which is, you know, awareness. I totally get it. And uh-huh. uh, when this happened, I remember I was telling Amelia, we were going to Walmart and she went in the store, asked her what was the vibe like? And I sit outside the parking lot. I'm people watching. And I uh-huh. see white, and I see white people. They're they're talking, but you can tell that when they see a black person walk by, 
they're like reaching out saying hello to him. And then I seen this brother walk by. I seen this black dude walk by with a do rag going hat to the side with the and he was marching like waiting for somebody to say some shit to him. You know, he just wait for something to jump uh-huh. off. I'm like, man, come on, man. You know what I'm saying? So I think too many people are either walking on eggshells right now and looking uh-huh. for, looking for altercation or. People are just going out their way, just doing a little bit too much, you know. Just step, step back, breathe. Yeah, breathe. And I felt like, and I felt like, you know, if you are who you are, just let it flow naturally. Yes. Like, like I've always said, um, for me, for example, I've lived in Lincoln, Nebraska, so Man. I've met, I've <laughs> met, I've met different people, and I've made some great friends who are white. And that's not something I'm ashamed to say. Right, right. You know right, what I mean? Right. I've met some great people, um, white, black, and I met some pretty shitty people, both black or white. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, just let it flow naturally. Who you are is who you are. You know, don't don't put up this 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 act just to you know just to fit in. And I listened to one of the previous podcasts, and I believe Stalin said, you know, some people are just with the wave just for popularity or just for the social media mm-hmm. are they really doing it out of the goodness of their heart or is this something that they really believe in i i really i really hope people don't get lost into just trying to fit in and that that goes for everybody not single and not anybody i feel like people just get on the wave at times and they don't even understand what it means so I, I'd, I'd urge everybody to just learn what you're saying and, and, and be confident about what you're saying. Don't just say stuff for likes because, I mean, we're, we're, we're adults. Come on, <laughs> you know. I, I think one so. question I have for you, DuPont, is like coming from the East Coast and then moving to the Midwest – like, what what was that like for you? Because I, I mean, I grew up in Nebraska. I know the vibe in Nebraska. Um, although even, I, I don't know that I was really aware of the vibe until Frank and I got to, like lived together and got married and did all that. And there were a lot of things that he opened my eyes to just because I just, I had a different mentality than a lot of people. And so um, there were a lot of things that I had to learn about where I had lived and was born and raised my entire life, you know, and it's not, it's not a good thing. It's not a bad thing. It's just, it is what it is. And yeah. so yeah. just kind of like your perspective, cause I know what Frank's perspective is, but then also, you know, being a black female is a different, is a different jam. And so just your perspective of living on the East coast and then moving to the Midwest and then you know, going back and that kind of stuff, kind of like what that experience was like for you and kind of how you, you know, you talk about just being you, like, how were you just you and, and adjusting in that, all that. Oh, that's amazing. So, um, I'll start by saying, um, I, I grew up here. I did my undergrad here in New York city and then I moved to Nebraska. Total different ball game. Um, when I came to Nebraska, I originally had a job, law enforcement job, and I realized, oh, there's only seven of us here and possibly three females, oh, yeah. three African-American females. Um, it was always odd to me, and I've always been vocal about that, like, oh, there's only three people 
three females that qualifies here or you know there's only seven african americans on the board oh the top half of the board the leadership board there's nobody that i can look up to that's cool you know that there were women there were women i and i applaud them for that there were women very supportive women but at the same time i saw nobody that looked like me and so when i start working it's like you you realize like what what does it take to make it here mm-hmm. and it wasn't it wasn't your education mm-hmm. it wasn't how good you are it's just like who you know and how you fit in and to me that was different from where i grew up oh yeah where here on the east coast you have everybody has to test um I mean, believe it or not, I'm not saying that, you know, uh, um, racism is not here or social racism is not in in New York City. But what I'm saying is it's it's very, very difficult to, to, you know, to go about it. You know, systematic um, racism, racism is everywhere. However, some places it's just like right there in your face. And there's nothing you can do about it. You know what I mean? Could it be? Um, well, how is that from a black woman standpoint? Because how would it, like, coming from a black woman, you think it would be different from a white woman or a black male? Is that, you know, yeah. you know, to a certain extent, I feel like um, from, I wouldn't say it's different from a white female, per se. Okay. Um, because I felt like it was like, oh, this is a good old boys club. Mm. Um, we're man. And, yeah. We're the we're we're deemed that we're the man that fits here, and this is what's gonna happen. So occasionally they will have to put a female there because believe me, I've seen so many females there that run circle around the men that were in leadership. Of course, yes. that's just I oh, mean yeah. just circles, and it's like you know every now and then they have to promote a female because then it'd be it'd be too too real for everybody to see you know what i mean but from a black female's perspective i also noticed there were a lot of ignorance some of them is from like i don't know and i'm just saying ignorant things and not notice Mm -hmm. and then others were just i'm i'm ignorant i'm I'm ignorant and i don't care and and i've seen that you know, for, um, for one example, I've had uh, co-workers there say to me, well, it's so great for you to be a woman and black. Mm. So many things are good for you or you get so many things. And, and, and so when you look at it and, and you question yourself and what I what I always say is, have you been a black woman? Because mm. I want to know what you're talking about. Yeah. Because this this I have an easy notion. I, I really want to know where it comes from, you know, yes, yes. then, then I, I'd have other people say to me, well, you're black. Um, why don't you pull the race card mm. to get your way? Mm. Um, if, if, if you could just tell them that they're sexist and racist against you, you, you'll, you'll, you'll get your way. I have never been the one to get through life like this. I work hard for everything I've had, yes. for everything I've earned. I've worked hard for undergrad. I was I, I did the best and I was on top of my class mm-hmm. and for grad school I also worked hard and is on top of my class and every job I've had or every career I've pursued, I work for it and I compete for it because that's how 
I've learned it here where I'm from. Nobody gives you anything. You have to test and you have to pass. It's either you, 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 you belong or you don't. Exactly. And, 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 and if, and, and if I don't belong, if somebody else is, you know, more qualified than me and they have the resume, they, they, they have, you know, everything to prove that they're ahead of me, then I have something to learn from you. I'm not going to say it's because I'm black or because I'm this. No, it's because I didn't make it. But at the same time, I want that equal opportunity. I want that opportunity to compete. Please allow me to compete as well. Yes. Because I know what I'm capable of doing. Oh, yeah. You know? So how was it it for... So there is a big difference for a black woman from the East Coast living-wise to the Midwest. I mean, what I mean is the views from yeah, well, um, amongst others. Do you feel like that well, in the Midwest, the blacks, the black females have a little bit more harder time to succeed or go about things? See, again, um, I'm going to only speak um, from being a black female perspective. Yes. From a black female perspective, from the East Coast, because okay. I've met black females in the in the Midwest. Mm-hmm. That are totally different from me, really, and I can't speak for them. Okay, yep, gotcha. gotcha. Where certain things that I find like that's not cool, right? And somebody from the Midwest think, oh, that's fine, that's yes. the way of life. Yes, and I've had I've had that said to me before, like, oh, you're making a big deal about this. That's not a big deal. That's that's Lincoln, Nebraska, from other black females, and I'm like, oh, right. okay, I got you. So yeah. that's. That's like, and, and it goes back to what I said about people who's never left their hometown and they just think that's how life is. Mm-hmm. And so I've learned to take it for what it is. Like, I'm not going to force my way on to anybody. And likewise, you're not going to force your way on to me. Well, so um, being there, I was deemed oh, well, she's loud mouth or she's sassy or she talks back. And yes, that's who I am. If you're wrong, I'm <laughs> going to tell you you're wrong. And that goes for bosses. That goes for anybody. That's how it is where I'm from. You could be the boss, but, or you could be the director, but like, if you're wrong, you're wrong. It, it can't be, oh, I fear for my job so bad that I can't say anything. And that was the mentality for most of the people that were back in the Midwest. You know, people who knew better, but they wouldn't say anything yeah. for fear of their jobs or fear of their social. Like, you know, oh, they, yeah. th- this is their social norm and yes. they're not going to rock the boat. I, I rock the boat. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's, yeah, that's just, that's just me. <laughs> well, and I think that makes it like hearing you speak, it makes me think about like that makes it hard. So like if we're not going to step out of ourselves and educate ourselves on why people from different areas. So like, you know, I'm new to Arizona. I've had to ask a lot of questions about social norms here sometimes um, just because it's different. We lived in Minnesota for a year and it's different up there. So I, you know, you have to adjust where you are and kind of figure out what your spot is. But when you're working with people who haven't gone outside themselves to experience other things. It makes it really hard for outsiders to come in, especially if it's for a job promotion, you know, like tons of families take jobs all over the United States all the time. And just having that different culture and that different experience, you know, if you're working with people that aren't willing to step out them outside themselves and kind of be comfortable with being uncomfortable, 
um, and understanding where people are coming from and show, seeing the dynamics and the strengths that somebody can bring from the outside, that's, that's, kind of, that's really unfortunate. And it makes it really hard for the people who are trying to build their careers and have the education and do all those things um, when there's that mentality. Yeah. Um, to, to just speak on that, I've, uh, when I was in Nebraska, I even attempted to work for social services as well. Mm-hmm. And what I found was, uh, oh man, that was way out of my element because I, I just didn't, I didn't fit in. Like the office was just, I didn't fit in. And the respect from the, uh, the population that I work with was not there solely because like I said, some people are very ignorant and it's like, I'm ignorant and I know it and I'll just go with it. And I came in with experience. I came in with knowledge of certain things, but I felt like I didn't get the chance to, you know, show what I could do. And I'm really good at figuring out if I'm not wanted somewhere, I am going to leave where, because I know my worth, I know my value and I promised myself a long time ago, I am not going to just be here for the sake of a paycheck. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? Um, I'm not going to be miserable in my life just to be, you know, for a paycheck. And I'm I'm trying to install that in my children where you have value. If you're, if you're intelligent and you have the credentials, please don't ever allow people to put you in a box, you know, where this is where you stay. Yeah. And this is why I know exactly when to leave and, and and how to execute my leave because nobody will keep me at the bottom for just just because I'm a black female. You're not going to do that to me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, and I think I, I mean, not from a black female, but from a female perspective, I can I, I hear what you're saying. I mean, after I got my graduate degree, I had the president of a company tell me that I would never have his job because I was a female. Yeah. Like, oh, I don't know about that, buddy. I'm pretty sure you have a little bit more experience, but you're older. (laughs) Yeah. So you just give me a few years and we'll have a conversation. But I I understand where you're coming from. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and this is where I go back to like my previous, um, my previous statement. Sometimes it's not just about being black females, or sometimes it's just I have a lot in common with you as another female from your struggle. Let's talk about it. Let's, you know, let's bounce ideas of each other. Or it's sometimes, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily mean because we're two black females, we have to, we have to align. Our ideas don't have to align. We don't have to agree with everything and we're not the same. Yeah. And that's my, and that's my next issue. I feel like they put this stereotypical, like they're loud and they're just ghetto or, they're they're this or they're that oh they're scary they're always so emotional you know like oh they're welfare queens or you know just all that stereotypical and i feel like please don't put me in that box i work hard you know and to to comment off of that because i made a comment in a jokingly manner when my episode with peter um i heard that yeah and (laughs) i was not um categorizing or been any kind, not putting my fellow sisters down or my own sister down when I made that comment. So if any black female and my sister took that personally, trust me, that was not my intention. It was literally me having a living room talk with Peter and I was expressing 
basically just shooting shit like with him and telling him what I would like my daughter to be and and I hope nobody took that the wrong way but if anybody did I sincerely apologize it won't happen again I would choose my words wisely but I do not consider all black females or any black female period of being loud and cussing etc if anything I'm like that and I really don't give a F-U-C-K if anybody got a problem with that so that's just who I am so it is what it is but yeah, I understand that there's a difference between a black male and a black female that the black male have a tendency of getting away with maybe a little bit more as in a black female does. And it's sad that we live in an um, environment like that um, by looking at the history of America, not only America, but black society, black culture. It's been rough for the black female. It really has, you know, and uh, black yeah, men, yeah. black men, we need to do better. You know, and I'm just speaking on just all just black men in general. Yeah, because I'm married to a white girl doesn't mean that um, I just turn my back on a black female. You know, I came from a black female, you know. So um, we just got to do better as men, period. Black men, I'm talking to you. We got to uplift our black sisters, our black queens. You know, we got to be more supportive. Even if you marry outside your race, still be supportive because there's a lot of men out there I see and some I call friend that literally have turned their their back to the black woman. I don't give a damn you got kids in the family. Do not turn your back to a black woman. But, you know, it's sad the environment we live in right now. But uh, I'm not the one, and I would never be that one. So, yeah, if any black female felt that I was being derogatory or being disrespectful, I'm sorry, and um, it won't happen again. Honestly, I heard the episode, and I never took it that way. Thank you. I think... I think mainly it's because I've worked with you and we've talked before. Yeah. I feel like now we're at a highly sensitive time. Gosh, sensitive is not yes, very highly sensitive time where um well if you say this, this happens or just filter yourself, this is not a way to live. People should be able to say their their piece and we just have a conversation about it and it's either we're going to agree to disagree or just disagree. But this super sensitive notion, I, I mean, I don't know. I worked with in law enforcement with males, females, and just certain jokes now are just banned. Like, we can't say this. We yes. can't do that. It's almost like you're uncomfortable and you're in your own skin. And it's like, seriously. Can we just say what we what we what we need to say and we can either have a conversation or we don't. You know what I mean? But I just I don't like this current uh let me filter everything I say kind of thing um just because I need to please this person because I don't want to step on this toe. I, I just I I just don't believe in that. That's that's just me personally. Well, and I, I have a question for you because I've been trying to figure out where this goes in our podcast and back and forth of do we do a separate episode for this or do we whatever, but you've kind of brought it up. So, you know, if you need another week to think about it, you just let me know and we'll, <laughs> we'll talk about next week. But um, I think, you know, I would agree. It's a very sensitive time right now and I see it completely different because I'm a white female than I do you or Frank or anybody because we're just different that way. And um, But I think... I think with the sensitivity piece of it, the thing that I'm struggling with really a lot is number one, people are being overly nice and it's 
it's almost to the point of being annoying. Like, I don't know that I've ever had so many people tell us that they think Bella is like the cutest baby or say hi to us. And I like, at times I feel like it's just because people feel like they have to be nice to us right now. And it makes me crazy. That's not okay. Like say, hi, that's great. You know, if you think my baby's cute, great, but like, it's too much. It's too much. Yeah. Um, but the thing with the sensitivity piece is I think in my perspective, we have taken it to this whole extreme of like, now we are taking down statues and we are doing all these changes to our world. And from my perspective, it's really hard for me because as horrible as our history is, we're erasing it. We're getting rid of the things that can educate our kids to hopefully keep these things from happening again. So like, do you feel that like those things are going to an extreme of like, we have to get rid of all of this stuff now because you might like, cause we've talked about, like we talked about in one of our episodes about how we don't educate children enough about black history and schools and all these things. And now we're taking down all of this stuff that's supposed to help educate us in my opinion. See, um, to me, I feel like racism doesn't live in a statue True. or a monument. I feel like you take this down, but there's still a group of people that's mm-hmm. going to have this mentality. Mm-hmm. Are you going to take them down too? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel I'm like with you. Like I don't. Certain, you, you get rid of those statues, you're not getting rid of the racist. Like no, you're, sorry, you're not. They're still and, living down the street. <laughs> and and I've seen another trend where politicians or like local politicians are doing these things just for votes Mm -hmm. i don't i don't think it's something that they're really doing out of the goodness of their heart you know what i mean i feel like let's let's just please the people so i could get reelected. yeah to me that's what i see yeah and and for whatever reason and and just to be highly respectful to everybody if you feel like the statues uh, taking them down, they're going to help you out. I, I, I'd really like to find a person to be able to explain that to me, because at, at, at that point, from my perspective as a black female, you take down the statue, the event already happened. Yeah. And what they say is history repeats itself. Yep. If we're going to take down the statues and do nothing else, mm-hmm then I see history repeating itself. Are we taking down the statues and are we, you know, incorporating more history into the books? Are we teaching the kids more or are we just going to be angry and we're just going to rip statues down, throw them in rivers and, and then what? Mm-hmm. My, my, my biggest thing this, this, this whole time was what's the conversation after? I feel like everybody is so mad. Everybody is so anxious to say something everybody has so much to say yet not any real solutions i don't hear real solutions Mm -hmm. from either side it's like i'm mad and i get it believe me i'm a black person first before anything and i and and i get it i get the anger the frustration but i feel like we let our anger blind just blind like we don't see the sight like where is the resolution? What is in sight? Are we just so angry right now that what are we looking at? Where's the tunnel vision? Where are we going with this anger? Because you can just be angry. And if you do nothing about it, then guess what? You're just going to be angry. Yeah. 
to me, I feel like there's so much more that needs to be done. And that's from every side. With that being said as well, when someone is expressing their anger, um, a, a, a trend I've seen is, you, you know, people telling you how to be angry or <laughs> what you need to be angry about or, you know, telling you what what's best for you. Or you can't tell somebody how to take something that happened to them, you know. Yeah. Um, you can't tell somebody, well, you can't be angry about this. Be angry like that. And I've seen this happen a lot. Please don't speak for people's anger about things you've never been through. Yeah. Just don't be that insensitive where it's, well, you're just, you know, you're just making this up. Or I hear you, but yeah, this may be wrong, but this here was also wrong. Like that tit for tot. Like that's, that's, that, that's really childish. And I don't feel like we're going anywhere like that. Yeah. And that's, we we really need to do better in that aspect. I would agree with you. Yeah, I just, yeah, I don't know. I just, it's been a thing that's like, yeah, I would agree. Like, we're just going to tell everybody how they should feel and how they should be, what they should be angry about and all that. And so, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's been something that's on my mind. So I appreciate your feedback on that because I'm just like, I feel like we're just, we're covering everything up. Like, let's bury it. And then over the years, the dirt's going to settle and it's all going to come back up. And then we're going to be in the same position that we're in now. So every, every couple of years, the mm -hmm. lid will just blow right on up and then we'll just cover it again. And then history repeats itself. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you're listening to Being Frank now with guest Sophie Dupont, who is giving her insight, knowledge, and perspective on life in America as a black woman from her point of view. She is very, very, very intelligent, smart with it. Um, it's amazing, you know. Um, sensitive, yes, we are listen, living in a sensitive environment right now. Um, I don't even know what to say about it because it's hard for me to fit into that world because there are certain things I like to joke about and a lot of things I got to like keep my mouth shut, put a muzzle on it and just like, you know, just walk with my head down and keep going. But that's just the environment we're living in. I hope it changed. I don't know. Um, I think the next few months, it's going to be very interesting as a society. I don't know what's going to happen, but 2020 has been an odd year and, um, I don't know. It's going to be very interesting. What do you think about it? Well, I think um, it can either go two ways. This can get worse, or we as a people can come together and make this better. Mm. Um, but right now, um, like I said, I've seen a lot of discussions happening, which is good. I've seen people, um, I've seen this unity that, you know, that we're not really televising because it's better to create division because that's where the ratings are, yes, you know? That's right. That's so, right. so, I mean, there, there is a unity that I haven't seen in a while, you know? And, and, and to say as American, and, and which is sad, we always come together like this when something very tragic yes, happens. Yes, yes, um, This is supposed to be something that we do all the time but when something tragic happens that's when we come together as one and i mean of course there's always going to be those who are not 
you know, supportive or too supportive. Like I said, I've seen ignorance from both sides. Um, and, you know, like it, one one is not better than the other. I think altogether we just need to simmer down and like just not not saying don't be angry, but just just have a motive for your anger. Like it can't just be, well, I'm angry and, you know, this is what's going to happen. And at the same time, if somebody is telling you they're angry, if so many people are saying the same thing, maybe it's worth a listen to. Like maybe somebody should listen. Yep. You know, it can't be a group of people come together just for the same sake of lies. Yeah, exactly. And it's not just it's not just anybody. These these are professional people. There's there. I feel like they group everything into, well, there's the thugs and the rioters that this. But what about the professionals? Let's use that as well. Like we're all saying something is not right here. You can't say, well, you know. I know something is not right, but this wasn't right. Or, you know, bringing up one statistic that pleases your point of view just to shut down the whole movement. I feel like that's my issue in this whole entire climate that we're living in. And that goes for everybody. People just pick what they want to run with and they run with it. But we just need to see the picture as a whole, you know. And as a black female in America, I feel like it's harder for me altogether because you feel like you have to support your black man. You have to support yourself. Um, you have to support what's right all the while while not going crazy, you know, and it's a lot to bear. That's a lot on your shoulder that you're you're just carrying every day. You have to understand that there's a point where my one-year-old is going to come from being cute to being, you know, seen as a target or seen as somebody that fits a description, where my young daughter is going to have to, you know, she's going to face certain things that hopefully better than what I've had to go through. But, I mean, I, I don't foresee everything being right for her as she grows up. So this is the things that me as a black woman in America trying to be like a law abiding citizen doing what's supposed to be done as an American. But, you know, at the same time, having all these extra thoughts on your head, like and 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 not going crazy at the same time, you know, it's pretty hard. Yeah. Hard stuff. And I would. So I have a question that I want to ask you, and I really hope that I ask it appropriately and that. But I think you saying that, like, I mean, I've mentioned it a couple of times of being Bella's mom and that people see her as a black child. Like she's not half, half white, half black, whatever. She's people of the world sees her as a black child and how hard that is for me as a mom. She's crying. Hello? Yeah, she start crying. <laughs> because, Don't cry. <laughs> because there's just. Go ahead and say that. There's things that I, I'm never going to be able to help her with. And yeah. so, it's, I, mean, I know that she has an amazing grandmother and an amazing aunt. And I, I, I will rely on them a lot to help me with um, helping her. But I think also the thing that I've noticed is that it's really hard for me because I, 
I want Bella to be integrated into her white family and I want her to be integrated into her black family, but I also want her to feel comfortable in both communities. Uh And I think uh one thing that's always stood out to me is how interesting it is that some black women seem very accepting of me and Bella and my marriage to Frank, you know, like even in public, like they're just nice, you know, your baby's beautiful, you know, there's very, very nice. And then there's other black women who like shoot me the dagger and then they keep walking. And I think it would be helpful to have some insight on why that is. Um, Cause I mean, I know I black women have a very long, hard history. And so um, it's just, and I know that I'm seen differently being a white woman. I completely understand that. And it's not like, when I married Frank, it wasn't like I was like, ha, guy, I got one of your men. You know, it was I fell in love with this goofy big guy that loves 80s music and makes me laugh. And then, yeah, and so and that's all it was for me. You know, like he had me at I love 80s music. And I was like, all right, I guess I can hang out with you for the rest of my life. So I thought it was Alf. But whatever. Right. So I just like some understanding for that would be really, really helpful. Um, and maybe it's just a thing that I have and I just need to get over it. But I just, there's just times where I run into black women and they're just like, yep, that's Frank's wife. That's, you know, his kid, blah, 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 whatever. And then there's other black women that are just not quite as accepting to that. So. Well, well, first we're going to address like, uh, to, we're going to validate your feelings. You just never say, just get over it. If that's how you feel, that's how you feel, you know, not just get over it. Um, a second thing I want to um, say is that, like you, like you both mentioned, there's so much history for Black women. Mm-hmm. So much, there's so so many uh, stereotypes and so many names. Or so sometimes I feel like it's not even about the fact that you're a white woman married to a Black man. I think sometimes people are fighting their own demon. Yeah. Um, where it's like, um, well, listen all our successful men, they go and marry outside of the race. Mm. Why can't they marry their own? Why can't we do this family unity on your own? You know? Yeah. Me personally, I don't, I don't see things like that. I see you love who you love and you do what makes you happy. Yeah. Okay. But this is the thing, like Frank uh, previously mentioned, I've seen a pattern of black men who marries outside of their race trash their black women yeah that is not if you're going to marry out of your race just do it but what you're not going to say is well i had to marry a white woman because you guys are so loud and ghetto and so problematic and no you came from a black mother yeah do you feel like that about your mother you know do you feel like that about your sister your aunt i feel like some 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 of the hate comes from things like that that we've seen. Mm-hmm. Secondly, secondly, there are a lot of women who make their choices, and now they're angry at the world for the choices they've made. Yeah. Um, you chose a man that wasn't, you know, like for example, if someone chooses a man that was not family orientated, that doesn't have the view of family. And now you're a single mother. 
you cannot sit there and say, well, they come and take all our good men because I've heard this before and this is not a joke. You know, all the good men, they take all the good men. No, you can't think like that. You know, it's not about they took all your good men. Second thing I want to, um, third thing I want to cover, it's like um, sometimes I feel like some white women, they have, they are married and it's like an accessory. It's like you're married to this black man and you want everybody to just think that you're down for the cause. Oh, my. <laughs> oh, let me go run a lap. I need to go run outside. So, I, we know about five people like, like that. I got to go. Yeah, it's like, no, uh, because you're married to a black man, you're not automatically down. Do you yeah, understand yeah. what it means to fit in? Are you fighting for the cause? Are you speaking up when when the time comes for you to speak up because you can't just marry and oh well i have a black child i can't be racist and say some of the most out of the world things i've ever heard and it's like what yeah you 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 cannot just fit in just because you know so and so i guess that's that's the three main things that come up to me I don't know if we're going to be able to fix that now, Mm -hmm. but I do see a lot of changes in the years where at first it was like, oh, she comes here and takes all. This is the man. When he was poor, he had a black girlfriend. And now that he has a good career and is making a lot of money, now he marry white. Oh, man. Yeah. I've heard. I've heard that before. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, like I said, the ignorance is not just from one side. I've heard ignorance from both sides of of the fence, and this is we just all have to do better. Oh yeah, you know? and you guys, and y'all both work in social. I've done social work. I've also heard from black families when a kid go into the system and he get adopted by a white family. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. The black family get mad. Why is he? Why? Why he going with that? You know? Why is he with that white family? Why is that white family got him? Well, why don't you step up and be a role model? Why don't you step up and be the parent? Be a good and man? and just in all due respect, that goes both ways. I've seen where, mm-hmm. um, yeah, you do you take you do take in that black kid, but also make sure you're keeping up with this black kid. Yeah, their hair absolutely. needs to be combed. Please absolutely. learn how to do their hair. Oh, yeah. Don't have this kid <laughs> walking around looking like a rag doll. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like these children are not accessories. Please don't treat them as such. Mm-hmm. You know? You have to keep up. I don't see anything wrong with a loving family taking a kid in. But yeah. take a kid in all the way. A hundred percent. Give it your all. Absolutely. And I think that kind of goes back to like Stallings conversation yesterday too, of just like, we just got to be there for each other. Like we've got to be there for our kids. We've got to be there. I mean, yeah, I worked in foster care for a while and I saw it all like it happened all the time. And it was so hard for me to explain, like they look for family members first. Like Uh they do not, the state that you live in does not want to take children away from their families if they can keep them with a family member, they're going to. So someone has to be willing to step up and have the availability and the ability to do that. And so it's just, it's, it's really, really hard, but I don't, I think for me, it's working in foster care. It was really hard for me to think that way. Cause in my mind, I was like, I have a safe home that is going to be in it all the way for these four children and they're safe. They're loved. Yeah. They're taken care of. 
They don't care what color they are. They don't care what gender they are. They don't care. They're in it because they can be a safe, loving home for those kids. And well, and, and I think another thing we need to be careful saying is like not caring um, what 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 color you are. I mean, we have yeah. to see colors. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's very important because I know a lot of people say I don't see color, and I think that's a little dismissive exactly. to yeah. to to the whole cause. Like you have to see color. Yeah. And and it goes back to everybody should be proud of who they are. Yep. Absolutely. Um, you know, and, and I've heard this previously on episodes on the podcast where like you, you black pride, but it also we shouldn't knock down people who have white pride. Nope. nope. You know, brown pride. Every, yeah. Brown pride. You whatever. know, you know what I mean? Like people should be proud of who they are. Yes. Where it becomes problematic is when you think, well, I'm proud of who I am and I am better than who you are. That's where the problem lies. Yeah. You know, everybody should be, you know, proud of where they're from, what what they believe in. You know, like I I'm black and I'm proud. I love being a black woman. No matter what comes with it, this is who I am. But at the same time. I am not going to knock another person that says, you know, I'm proud of being a white woman and this is who I am. Right. You know, we, we, we can't want everything just one way. And, and, and I've had, I've had people that I grew up with tell me, well, you're not down for the cause enough. And I've never understood what that meant. So I've asked, "What, what, what do you mean? Well, I've had people tell me, well, you can't say black officers' lives matter. And I said, well, then, when I was an officer, would you say my life didn't matter? Mm-hmm. Because I've been, I'm a black woman, and I'm a, I've been a black officer, and I know black officers, so they don't matter why. Mm. Be, well, if they, if they want, they can just quit their jobs. Well, that's wow. pretty ignorant. I've had somebody said that to me. Wow. Well, if they if they're down for the cause, they can't work at certain places. And or I've had people tell me you can't be an officer and be down for the cause. And it's like, well, that's really ignorant because, mm. you know, this officer is invested in their pension. Yep. They're invested in a career. Some of them have five years or 10 years left to retire. Mm-hmm. You want them to quit. And if they don't, then they're not down for the cause. I've never understood that part. Mm, mm, mm. You know what I mean? Oh, and at yeah. the and at the same time, I've had it where coworkers that I've worked with who needs to understand you're saying this blue life matter, but make sure you include me and my Mexican coworker officer and my um Pakistanian coworker officer. The blue life matters goes for everybody that wears this badge and and uniform. Absolutely, exactly. And I think that blue life matter, and for some reason, there's a group that think blue life matter meaning only white. Um, yeah, and um, then you're not patriot enough. You're not American enough. Ooh, yeah, they. I, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, and this is something that I've never aired out where. I've I've worked in law enforcement and I feel like my uniform was more important than who I was. Yes. yes. I felt like I only got the respect because we were wearing the same uniform. That's a damn and once it came off, 
the respect wasn't there anymore. And you know what? And, okay. that, and that goes back to that, that old adage I remember hearing um, family members said, and it was about the, um, when blacks went off and fought in the war. You go and defend your country, you're a good one. But when you come back to the United States during the 60s after fighting in the Vietnam or fighting World War II, you come back here, you still that, you know what? Yeah. You know, you're, you you still got to wear that dark skin. You're still that, you know what? Get your ass on back of that bus. Your words don't mean nothing. Go back to your home where you struggle, where you have no rights to vote or nothing. But, hey, go fight for your country, though. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's what we want. And if we're going to just bring it back to modern day, um, I just read an article where it says that um, in the Minnesota prison or jail where Chauvin is being held, the black officers are not to work with him. I read about that. Yes. Yeah. So um, and so it goes back to thinking, so what you is it what they they're intelligent, they're emotionally, they're emotion intelligent. You don't believe in it. Like I can't do my job and not mix the two. Then again, what message are you passing? Have you ever been able to separate your emotions at this particular facility? Because then you're putting out a bad image on the whole facility as a whole. You should be able to be confident that you trained your officers right to do the right thing. But you don't need to go that extra measure in order to, you know, not have any issues. Then there's something you need to revisit in the whole entire facility as a whole. Yeah. You know, certain actions, they, they just speak louder than people think. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think this is this has been really awesome. And I appreciate all the insight. You covered a lot of different topics, a lot more than I was expecting. Yeah. So I'm gonna have, have, have to retitle this. So yeah. I'm gonna, like that's why I didn't talk hardly that much there for a while because I had to like step off for a minute, get on the computer in front of me, and like my goodness, this this yeah, this is very broad. You know, this is everywhere. So this has been really great, and we really appreciate it. And I appreciate you answering my questions and giving me some insight because, I mean, that's what this is about: is asking questions and learning from each other. And um, I definitely have learned a lot. Yeah, and. And like I previously said, this is about difficult uh, communication, difficult mm-hmm. topics, difficult conversations. And they should be difficult for everyone because that's when you're learning. Yep, absolutely. If, if, if you're not uncomfortable, then you haven't learned anything. Absolutely. That's, Thank that's you. That's my take. See, yeah. you and Amelia, y'all both work good together. And um, you know you're part <laughs> of the family, so um, you're part of this um, being frank now, so we need to go ahead and put you in a time slot that works for you. Um, so looking forward. <laughs> yeah, seriously, you know, um, Stalling's show. You know, he's a home run hitter. He think he is right. Uh, you know, numbers don't lie. His home. He's a home run hitter right now. Uh, the Peter yeah. show, but the Peter show was. Uh, I think the Peter show finally got him today, and now ready to get your show out there. And then we got Chad's show tomorrow. You know, he's from rural Nebraska. So all you guys. I thank you. Yeah. You know, all you guys bring in a different perspective, but collectively it it's equals good. one. Yeah. You it's know, good stuff. yeah, it's good stuff. I'm the like, the same message comes out of all this different information. Yeah. It's so crazy to me. Yeah. It's, it's just like, we're getting all these different perspectives and different information. And 
And then all of a sudden it's like we're all coming down. We come down with the same thing at yeah. once is that we just we need to do better. And like um, what does Stalling say? We're all me- what does he say? <laughs> we're all messed up or something like that. Yeah, but like, yeah, we're, we're all have yeah. Yeah, and, but it comes down to just like we all have to do better and educating ourselves and just having these conversations. I really hope people, if they're taking anything from this, um, is it's okay to ask questions and it's okay to have those conversations yeah. respectfully. Def- definitely, yeah, and it's okay to be to have different points, different mm-hmm. points of views, different thoughts. But just respect one another. This, yeah. That's all we need to do. Like, we, we can have a conversation where we agree to disagree, but be respectful. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Well, Miss DuPont, it's been real. Um, we, we love it. We love it. We love it. We love it. Oh, man. It was, thank it was, you it for was, having you know, me. No, thank you. You know, and this is just the beginning. So don't think you're getting off the phone and then I won't hear from you again and the people won't hear from you again. <laughs> you need to let me know what um, what schedule works for you. And we will definitely be linking up again, hopefully in the next yeah. seven days. And um, God bless you and your family. And enjoy. Hope you all get some warm weather out there on the East Coast. Because right now it's been oh, 108 here. It is definitely warm. Good. Definitely won't. Good deal. Hey, yeah. du- hey, Dupont, you take it easy, girl. I'll be in touch with you, and God bless you, sister. All right, God bless you guys. Thank you for having me. Bye, Amelia. Oh yeah, she had to go get the baby. All right, <laughs> bye, Dupont. Bye. 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 Right. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Miss Sophie Dupont. What an amazing episode right there! What an amazing episode. Um, we appreciate everything, you know. Hope she dropped some good knowledge on you. You can sit back and. Think about it. Think, you know, can't wait to hear from you. I'm here solo right now because Bella woke up and Amelia had to go take off running for her. But hey, we love you all. The numbers are great. Keep them going. If you want to hear the Ben Frank Now show, go ahead and hop on over to iTunes, Spotify, Google Play. When you go to iTunes, subscribe. It's free. Just hit the like button, subscribe. Leave a comment, good or bad, doesn't matter. This is your platform. Help it grow. That's all I'm asking. Help it grow. You'll never hear me ask about money. All I ask for is spread the word. Spread it. Make everybody aware. So, I love you all. I say it every day, every time I'm on. No matter race, religion, social economical status, sexual orientation, or political affiliation. We love you. The next time, tomorrow with Chad from Rural America, Iowa, the Hawkeyes. Love you guys. You have a good one. We out.